0: Okay, in the spirit of continuing where we left off, um, we have seen a tremendous connection between my connection above and my connection on the side. It's kind of that first commandment to love Heavenly Father, second commandment to love others. It's a lot deeper than just loving them. It's my connection with Heavenly Father is associated and connected to my connection with other people. We do not live this plan of salvation isolated, alone, separate from each other. It was never intended to be that way. We were intended to do this together. Um, it is not good for man to be alone. And so there's so much to that. There's so much to the reality that these other things in my life affect the flow of information from Heavenly Father. So we've been talking about two of the negatives. One of the negatives is I let the wrong things in. I let Noah into my life. Um, Addiction is one of those Noahs. People can be a Noah. Uh, Philosophies can be Noahs. And we let the wrong people in and it affects the flow of nutrients and, and information from Heavenly Father. And then we started talking about I keep the right people out. So we've got Noah and Abinadi. And one of the challenges, I'm not taking advantage of all that Heavenly Father is offering me that would increase revelation. If you don't, if those people and those things would help increase revelation. So we did, embracing who you are. Instead of hating who you are, and being angry at you that I didn't get some talent that someone else did. Embracing my creation. When I finally embrace who I am, and I'm grateful to Heavenly Father for who I am. We are so hard on ourselves, much harder on ourselves than we are on anyone else. And then last time we talked about pulling Jesus in. Fully embracing Him. I think so many of us don't open that door when he's knocking because we're busily preparing. uh, I want to prepare my life for Jesus. And it's like, well, let him in and he'll help do the preparing. So we're going to pick up. We're going to kind of keep that theme of letting in the abinadites, letting in the wheat that sometimes we push out as a tear. Now, one of the reasons we've pushed things out is I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid of Christ. Sometimes it's, I'm disappointed in who I am, my weaknesses and my imperfections. But today we're gonna talk, over the next couple of lessons, we're gonna talk about three things that we sometimes don't fully embrace in our life. And they're not necessarily things that we're afraid of or things that we resent. It's sometimes things that we just take lightly. So I remind you that there is a personal line of communication and a priesthood line of communication. And these two are inseparably connected. If I want more personal revelation, there are things that come through the priesthood line I need to embrace. So I want to talk about three that we often don't fully pull into our lives. Three tools that have come through the priesthood line, that if I fully embraced them, if I gave more diligent time to them and ponder and effort and thought, it would increase revelation, personal revelation. So what are three tools that the Lord has given us that I need to take more advantage of in order to receive more revelation through him or from him through the personal line. Can you name one? Words of prophets. Okay, scripture. Actually, you know what? I'm going to break that into two. Hiram, ancient words of prophets, scripture, and modern words of prophets so those are two tools that the lord has prepared for us that says look take advantage of these and the more you take advantage of these the more personal revelation will flow those two are keys that unlock revelation scriptures and prophets when you were in the mission field What did you tell people? What was the first thing you gave them in order to receive revelation? You would say, you need to pray. Talk to him yourself, right? And then you would give them a key that would unlock revelation. And here's the funny thing. Sometimes we ourselves aren't taking advantage of that like we should. You are about to discover how crazy life can be. It was wonderful in the mission fields where you had one hour scheduled every day to study the scriptures, okay? You have nothing else to do right now but study the scriptures. Tell her what happens when you come home. <laughs> um, start getting other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and they start overwhelming, and it's financial things and school things, and I've got tuitions that do, and I've got a, and it's, it's very good things, it's not evil things it's good things that begin to creep in okay, so there's two, can you name another one a priesthood line tool that dramatically opens up personal revelation temple covenants temples Scriptures, and Prophets. So let's tackle those three. And we're going to tackle them kind of in the spirit of sometimes I don't fully pull the wheat into my life because maybe I don't fully see its value. These are kind of on the list of Abinadi's that sometimes I keep out of my life. So today let's do scripture. And my invitation to you is take more advantage of the scriptures we've been given to increase personal revelation. I'm gonna testify with all my soul, this has been my living for 30 years, this has been my occupation, and I will tell you, I have had a front row seat so many times the answer that would bring more revelation into my life more direction more peace and comfort and hope and joy would be to turn and grab onto the rod and not let go of that rod so walk with me through alma chapter 37 let's turn to alma chapter 37 now the setting here is that Alma is getting older, and he's turning the scriptures over to his son, Helaman. Alma has three sons, right? One of them is the future prophet. One of them is just this good old shiblon, salt of the earth kind of guy, but he's not the future prophet, and he's not the wayward sinful son. So Alma has a future prophet son, he has a sinful son, and then he's got this shiblon. So in giving his oldest son instructions, in helping Helaman understand the significance of the scriptures, I know we've read that verse by small and simple things, great things are come to pass, but we take it out of context. Does anyone know the context in it's given in? If you read the context, notice in verses 1 through 4, he's talking about maintaining the plates. In verse two, he says, I have kept the record. Verse three, these plates of brass, which have the records of the Holy Scriptures upon them, they have the genealogies. Verse four, it has been prophesied that they should be kept and handed down. So I'm taking care of them. Verse five, if they are kept, they must retain their brightness. Now notice, He sets up that beautiful verse by small and simple things. In verse six, he says, "'Now ye suppose that this is foolishness in me.'" So what's the antecedent to this? We're in Alma 37, Eden. Eden, this is Ashley. You know Hiram. Ashley, this is Eden. And Hiram, this is Eden. And we've got Alicia and Sabrina online. 37 verse 6. So what's the this? You may suppose that this is foolishness in me. What's the this, Ashley? Taking care of the records. You might think it's foolish to put so much effort into preserving the record. But then he says, That's that's the setting. The setting is taking care of the scriptures, you don't realize what a tremendous blessing that would be in my life. Now, do you see why I'm saying that? Do you see where I'm going with this? In our busy, crazy lives, where we have snowstorms, and we have tuition that's due, and bills that need to be paid, and I've got to, I've got to register for school, and it gets overwhelming with all the to-dos. You might think that studying the scriptures is a foolish thing, or you might think that it's not going to benefit you the way I'm claiming. But by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. So verse 8, just tell me, give me the list in verse 8 and 9 of what the scriptures will do. What will studying the scriptures do in your life? There's a great list here. Alicia, let's hear it. Actually, I actually have a question. I can't find the scripture. Alma 37. We were reading in verse 6. Now you may suppose that this is foolishness. And now we've jumped to 8 and 9. Alma 37 eight and nine, first thing I want to do is I want to make a list. According to Alma telling Helaman, this is why we preserve the scriptures. This is why we read them because they do a bunch of things. Number one, enlarge our memory. Let's talk about that one just briefly. You don't have to make a lot of mistakes on your own because you have the scriptures that point out mistakes other people have made. You don't have to have every experience on your own because you have the scriptures. They enlarge our memory. My experiences are expanded upon by Nephi's experiences. I don't have to leave Jerusalem, go into the wilderness, build a boat and come to America to learn the experiences because why? Nephi wrote his experiences and they now enlarge my memory. Do you see the value of the scriptures? I get to enjoy everyone else's experiences and learn from everyone else's experience. I don't have to be King David and be on top of my palace and see a woman bathing and lust after her and then commit adultery and probably maybe even lose my exaltation over it. Thank goodness I don't have to do that to learn that lesson because I get to read his experience. Mormon or Moroni will say, Condemn me not for mine imperfections, neither condemn my father for his imperfections. Rather, give thanks unto God that he hath made manifest unto you our imperfections, that ye may learn to be more wise than we have been. Powerful thought that the scriptures expand my memory. I've learned so many lessons by watching other people learn them, right? Okay, number num, uh, give me another one. Eight and nine. Give me another purpose for scriptures. Convince many of the error of their ways. I don't need to be this harangue. I don't need to sit there and point out other people's mistakes. This is powerful when you're a parent. One of the best power parenting tools you can take advantage of is if I can help my students, if I can help my children read the scriptures the scriptures themselves will point out their errors. That's a beautiful thought. If I'm a bishop of a ward, I don't need to be the one that tells everyone what to do. Just get them reading the scriptures. And if they're reading the scriptures, it will convince them of the error of their ways and bring them to the knowledge of their God. Verse 9, were it not for these records which are on the plates, Ammon and his brethren could not have convinced so many thousands of Lamanites of the incorrect traditions of their fathers. These records brought them to repentance. That is, they brought them to the knowledge of the Lord their God. Okay, so many powerful promises, but here's the danger, and this is a very real common, I think I have enough room. This is a real common danger today. Let's go to the end of chapter 37. Now, he's going to make a comparison. The scriptures. So, Alicia, we're still in chapter 37. Alma 37, we're going to go down to the end. We're going to start in verse 41. Actually, before we do that, let's go back to verse uh, 38. Alma 37, 38, he compares the scriptures to what object? The Liahona. the Liahona. Interesting that what, color, what, what metal were the scriptures in their day? They went back to get the... And what metal was the Liahona? Interesting. So the scriptures are like the Liahona. So we're going to be using the Liahona, but you and I are going to see scriptures here. Now this is going to be negative. So help me, help me modernize the words. Give me synonyms for each phrase that they use, and then we're going to modernize it. And then we're going to do the negative. We'll do the the negative in black, and then we'll come back and do the positive. We'll reverse the words. So tell me in verse 41 what happened. They had the scriptures. They had the liahona. It was sitting on a device in their pocket. They had access to it. Anyone in the world, call the 1-800 number and we'll rush you a copy. Any second. You want, you want the Bible, We'll bring you a Bible too. We have access. But what's the problem? It all starts with what problem? They were slothful. They were slothful and? What's the word? And for God. They were slothful and forgot. Now, give me synonyms. Modern words that describe what? Not wicked people. The people in this room. Let's let's be honest. The people in this very room sometimes are guilty. of. One word we need to put up here is lazy. Let's be honest. Sometimes I don't study the scriptures as much as I should because... Oh, my goodness, I can't spell. Oh, my goodness. I'm lazy. Guilty as charged. Sometimes I'm lazy. Okay, what are others? Hiram? And sometimes it's not so much that I'm bad. I'm not evil. I'm not doing bad things. I'm just distracted. Very guilty as charged, very appropriate. I got distracted. Any others? Eden, what are you looking for? You're looking for a word. What's the word? <laughs> Lazy, distracted. I feel like distracted is like a good one. Okay. Yeah. Ashley, anything you'd add? Sabrina, anything you guys would add? I think like slow to act. Okay. So these aren't necessarily I'm doing evil. It's just I got busy. Maybe we ought to just put busy. I got busy. Wait till the last minute. Oh, oh ooh, procrastinate. I like that one. I put it off. I want to get to my scriptures. But let me do this first and this first and this first and then I'm just out of energy. I have no bandwidth left. And so I just shut down and I never did add the scriptures. So we get slothful, we get lazy, we get distracted, we're slow to act, we're busy, we procrastinate, and you can add to that list. But what's the consequence? If we do this, then? The marvelous works cease. So there it is, there's we're back to, remember? Because of something I'm doing here, this is, har- is, har- is harmed, hindered. Marvelous works cease. And that's not on God. Cease. That's right. That looks wrong. Is that right? And that's not on God, is it? It's not that he, he can't send more information through the tube, it's that I've closed the tube. I have made myself unable to receive his blessings because what would have opened the tube, I've shut. And so there it is, there's our connection. I am receiving less personal revelation because I'm neglecting a tool he gave me to open up that revelation. Now, if marvelous works cease in my life, tell me what I'm going to do instead. There's three of these. Actually, I need more room. This is where I need more of your help, because I want you to see, oh my goodness, that is happening in my life. Okay, so in verse in verse 41, marvelous works cease. So what's the first consequence of, of not having help from heaven, limiting the help from heaven that I'm receiving is They did not progress. They did not progress. You know what? I'm gonna put that here. Did not progress. Okay, so that's, and, and instead, they did not progress. Instead, they? Regressed. They, they tarried. They tarried. All right, now help me with synonyms. Okay, so sometimes we leave. That's kind of an extreme, but you're right. They tarried, and we're going to see that again here. Tell me what how you read the word tarried. If the marvelous works cease, I'm going to tarry in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Meaning what? Eden? Walk direction. Okay. You know what let's do all three because then you can see them all at the same time because that one will probably fit in this one so they tar- give me the other two give me the main phrase we tarry yeah all in that same verse 42 therefore they did tarry they did not travel in a direct course so what would be a word that would describe not traveling in a direct course, they wander. So they tarry, they wander, and they hunger. Okay, so now, anywhere you want, give me synonyms today. What are you and people you love doing because we've shut off, not shut off, but we've minimized, we've, sh- we've shortened the channel from me in heaven because of my distraction or being busy. So, give me synonyms. Can I give you one here? Stuck in a rut. I can't tell you how many people I know and looking back times in my life where I was just stuck in a rut. Going through the, maybe that's another one. Going through the motions. They're tarrying. Give me synonyms for wander or hunger. Can I give you one here? Empty. Mm-hmm. You got one, Alicia? Give us a synonym. Let me give you one for wander. Lost. Lost. Here's the funny thing, they've done study after study. Generation Z is the most, has the most information at your fingertips of any generation that has ever lived on this planet. And as a generation, what do researchers say about people who have all that information? Generation Z feels the most lonely. Sorry, spelling is not my thing. <laughs> is it E? L O N E L Y? Lonely. Lonely. I'm in the middle of a crowd and I feel lonely. I also feel like it's easy for us to get like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So we don't hunger after like things you, so after just like what's quick. Yeah. Um, can I call that twinky? You know what I mean? I'm filling up on Twinkies. Have you know that feeling that I'm spending, have you ever watched a movie? Spent two hours watching a movie and when it was over you just thought, I just wasted two hours of my life and got absolutely nothing out of that. Now I think there's great value in some movies. I I was entertained, I was inspired, I was educated, but then there's some movies where I just wasted two hours of my life. It was a Twinkie. The Twinkie effect, where, you know, these are shallow. Ooh, maybe that's a word. Shallow. These are shallow calories. You get the idea. I don't want to spend so much time on the negative, but do you see the connection the scriptures are making? If we allow distraction or procrastination or my busy schedule to cause me to forget or neglect I slow the flow. I do. That's on me. I slow the flow from heaven. And when that flow is slowed, I shouldn't be surprised if I feel stuck, lost, empty, hungry. That's the Book of Mormon waving its arms saying, okay, there's the negative. So here's what I'd like to do. That's what they did with the Leahona. Let's reverse it. Tell me, what would the opposite be? What would be the opposite of slothful? Give me your words for the opposite. Hiram? Proactive. Proactive. I am proactive with the scriptures. Diligent. Diligent. Let me throw one, deliberate. Okay, I know. I know there were things I will not get done today. I know it. But that is not one. I am deliberate. I am diligent, I am proactive. Ashley, what would you add? Mm-hmm. Intentional, etc, etc, etc. Here's a crazy thought. Ready? How many of you use reminders on your phone? Set a reminder to study the scriptures. Carve out time, say to yourself today, when am I gonna carve out time? And set a reminder. And be diligent, proactive, intentional with scripture study. So what would the opposite be? Number two here would be, I didn't mean to make that a two, that's a one. Okay, The marvelous works increase. And when the marvelous works increase. Let's give me a synonym for each one of these. Instead of tarrying what's the opposite what would increasing the flow of revelation do in my life or yours instead of tarrying i will make progress okay move i like that simple word i will move Will this motivate me on those days? I wouldn't ordinarily do it. Which is ironic because I need motivation to read them and then they would motivate me. But move. I think one of the biggest blessings of studying the scriptures is I have a direction. I see a way forward. I have a path. Do you remember that feeling? I don't know where you are in your education or your career goals, but did, did, had, were you or are you at that point where I don't see a path forward? I don't see a path to a destination that makes me happy? And that, and that feeling of just, I don't see a path forward. Perhaps one of the greatest blessings of having the revelations flow is I see a path forward. I love that in the mission field, right? All of a sudden, the gospel gave them what? Direction. I see purpose. I have a life now. I see a path forward. That is because of this, which is because of this. Okay. Instead of wandering, maybe we should put those, some of those here. I see a path forward. I have a destination. What would be an opposite here? There's an interesting word in the scriptures. Every time Jesus fed them bread, they were filled. In fact, one time he fed them bread. He told them, take as much as you want. Take as much as you want. And how much did they gather of what they couldn't eat? Twelve baskets. They started with five loaves and two fishes, which wouldn't have fit in twelve baskets. But Jesus offered them a feast. Take as much as you want. And he still gathered up twelve baskets of what they couldn't eat. When you open this, when you open the flow, because you are proactive and diligent with scriptures, it fills us. It fills us. In Lehi's dream, there are four people. We did this on our very first class. There were four groups of people Two, never partake of the rod, never touch the rod, and never partake of the tree. Two, grab the rod and make it to the tree. Is that a coincidence? That the two groups that don't grab the rod don't make it to the tree. And the two groups that do grab the rod do make it to the tree. Now one stays and one doesn't, and that's another story. That was our first class, which one stays and which one doesn't. But the point I make today is the two groups who grabbed the rod, made it to the tree. They ate, they had a destination, and they ate. And it was sweet above all that was sweet. With all my soul, I know how busy your lives are. I was once one of you and I have raised 10 children and I have watched them, six of my 10 are or have been where you are in your life. I know the struggles. I know that life can be overwhelming, but I will testify with all my soul, if you will be more deliberate, more intentional, more proactive with the scriptures, revelation will flow. And it won't just be spiritual revelation. It'll be career revelation. It'll be school revelation. It will be relationship revelation. It will fill you and direct you. It will give you a purpose. Of that I testify with all my soul. But I warn you. Because it's easy to do. It's easy to forget. Win that battle. Win this battle. And watch the difference between these two in your life. Of that I testify in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.